Hello, everyone. Uh, this is Brian in Denver welcoming you to Season 2, Episode 19 of the Good Fight Podcast. And we uh, are looking forward to the day, although just uh, like with a lot of episodes, it feels like we're drinking from a fire hose and trying to put it in a form that will be able to be something useful to you as our listeners and something that you can go on and have some resources to further process. But we're going to try to talk about the whole gun control Second Amendment uh, issue given the uh, the mass shootings and other things that are happening and try to put that in context but uh, as you can see from the the title of our episode that uh, that we need to think like we told you last week uh, and that why it's not really a gun problem there's maybe some things we can do but tell you why we're saying that and give you some good information and uh, to to be able to help be part of that dialogue and to speak intelligently about it yeah, I'm not too sure if it's a good or bad thing that every week it seems that we have some sort of really hot topic that uh, we want to try to uh, break down a little bit. But this is certainly at the forefront of our country and not really only our country, but the world, it seems, um, as other countries are weighing in on uh, what they call a United States, you know, a problem. Some of them called it an epidemic um, so it's good to uh, break this down, chew on it a little bit. And like Brian said, uh, do some thinking rather than feeling on this subject. Yeah. And uh, hopefully by the end, uh, one of the things, one of the takeaways you'll have is uh, an appreciation for our Second Amendment and how there's a very good argument that it, it's the amendment that helps secure all of uh, it's the, the right that helps us secure all the other rights. So uh, give us a chance to lay that out for you. And right after the break, we'll dig in. We're back. We're going to dig in here. One of our takeaways is that uh, for us is that it's so tempting to skip right to, oh, what are we going to do about this? You know, that it's been called got to do something ism. We got to do something about this. We got to do something. And it's, it's so tempting to do that. And, uh, and we would propose that that is more on the uh, emo emoting side instead of thinking side. So uh, it was surprising to me as we put this together, how much of our time we're going to spend talking about the foundations of of, uh, of things and how to think in order to make the proper decisions and to decide the right thing about what we're going to do. So in that, in that instance, you're just going to lay out a few big things, big principles. Okay. The first one is that uh, we have a God-given right to protect and defend ourselves and our family. And I would argue very strongly that uh, for me, in my house, it is my responsibility to protect my family and the people in my house, not primarily the police's. And so, uh, you know, we, you can hear all this talked about in the Christian community and everything. People say, oh, Jesus said to turn the other cheek and, and told people to put away their swords and things. And, and you can look at that. But Jesus also, he spoke of the judicious use of defensive weapons. In other words, the, the sword, which is basically the equivalent of today's handguns, the, like a dagger. Um, but at one point, he, he, uh, uh, he, he told Peter, 
to put his dagger away after he'd cut off the guy's ear in the garden because uh, it was uh, God's intent for Jesus to be put away. So Jesus told Peter to, to put away that right to defend uh, in that instance. But later on in Luke 22, 38, uh, he, he encouraged the, or approved the disciples taking a sword or two with them as they went traveling and that that was perfectly reasonable for them to defend themselves. So just a couple things for us as Christians and, and this God-given right, we could do a whole episode or more about it, but um, that, it, it, the, that right is never to be used offensively. Like it's always for def de defending or, or to retaliate or to get revenge or intended as a response when we're persecuted for our faith even. And we can willingly lay it down if, if God wants us to, if it suits his larger purpose, just like Jesus did on the cross. Yeah, that, that's really good. And I, you know, one thing that you said about the police, you can't rely on the police to protect you. That's not, um, you know, something that, that you should be thinking. And I think it's probably a good example of what just happened in Uvalde. Um, <clears throat> you can't always rely on the police. But it, it, you know, more importantly, our uninfringed right to keep and bears, bear arms is literally just that. It's a right. And the government is supposed to protect it and not infringe upon it, which um, seems a little bit contrary to what's actually uh, happening. Um, privileges can be taken away, um, and we can talk about that, but rights need to be protected. You know, we have the Bill of Rights for a reason. Um, they are there, um, and uh, I think the Second Amendment is something that can be used to protect that right and the other rights. Uh, that are included uh, in the Bill of Rights. And keep in mind that the Second Amendment, just like most everything in the Constitution, the founding documents, didn't wasn't just cooked up out of thin air from somebody, that, that all of those things arose from the observation, the study of, uh, of what works and wh what has worked and what has not worked in history to try to come up with something better to try to the this idea of the experiment in liberty of, of citizen government how how are we going to organize that and how are we going to um uh, to uh, to assure that that continues and um part of that observation was what happens when the citizens are disarmed okay if the government has all the weapons and the citizens don't have weapons therefore the government control can control and dominate the citizens Okay, there's nothing good that comes out of this unequal distribution of power, for the people anyway, for the, for the despots, I guess it's wonderful. But you look at Russia, you look at China, uh, what's gone on in Australia, New Zealand now, now it's being attempted in Canada, there's nothing good coming from that. And that they realize that tyranny flows out of that. So, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, really unfortunate for the people of Canada. So that, that's something we can, we can be praying for that, you know, doesn't doesn't go through, but I think something really important, um, we may have touched on it a little bit, uh, last episode, but you know, this whole gun, uh, issue talk, it's not about, you know, what somebody needs for hunting or do you really need an AR 15? It's not about that. Uh, if you know where and how the second amendment was derived from, you would understand that it's not about, we're trying to go kill some deer. Uh, no, it's about, not only protecting ourselves um, from strangers, but from tyranny, like Brian said, from from government, uh, and we have the right um, to uh, to use that if necessary. Yeah, 
and it's it's uh, just about that uh, balance of power between the government and the people. If the people are happy and satisfied, and their leaders are serving them well and they're and prosperous, there's no need to rise up. Nobody's, you know, that if if and when that day ever comes, it will be a sad day, and we're not anywhere near it. Praise God, right now. But keep in mind that you know, we, as much as it's tragic, that any number of people killed in any shooting, mass shooting, or whatever, that governments have historically been the greatest mass killers in history. Uh, Russia, Stalin, 30 million people. Uh, Mao, 70 million people. Uh, you look at the Nazi regime and uh, and it's the kind of thing it may it, it may work out okay for a while, but you look at the opportunism that uh, Trudeau in Canada has taken, um, a, uh, the, the mass shooting in Texas where a legally purchased AR-15 was used, he, automat- he all of a sudden comes out, oh, by the way, we're going to ban handgun sales. Okay. And yes, even though most everybody that, that owns guns are very law-abiding people, we just don't need that. That's the stuff of despotism. And that's the stuff we want our listeners to be able to be, be discerning and to reject out of hand. Now, I don't want to speculate and certainly not on history, but it's a fair point to bring up, you know, how, you know, if the German people... Uh, specifically the Jewish population in uh, the 40s, if they had guns and they were armed, you know, what, how different would history be if that was the case? And you can go on uh, with the different um, uh, mass killings in history. If the people that were persecuted, persecuted and killed had weapons, you know, would outcomes be different? And I would, you know, probably say that outcomes would be different, slightly different, maybe, uh, lot different possibly um but it's just something to think about and you know how it's just another blessing that we have this right uh to make sure something similar wouldn't happen in our country in our time today yeah and it's uh, i think it's good to, to not underestimate the deterrent power of that and just the 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 with with this that kind of gravitas uh the deterrent power of, uh, of us, especially in America, to be able to prevent those things from even being proposed and being successful. That, that's no small thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're uh, done with this segment, then we'll be back uh, in our next segment to continue. We'll start with a little good news and go on with our topic of the day. Okay, welcome back. Uh, we'll start off with some good news. Um, and from the election, the San Francisco DA uh, was recalled uh, district attorney. Um, so we can uh, praise the Lord for that. Um, and just like to mention that one of our listen- listeners volunteered as a poll watcher uh, for the California primary. So that's really cool. And we, we like to see that. And um, that type of participation um, is uh, really inspiring. So um, also uh, just, you know, I briefly kind of looked over uh, the election results and they're not necessarily results yet. Mostly I'm recording this uh, about one o'clock on, on Wednesday. um, And it looks like 50% of the vote is in, uh, but they were able to call some races. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of uh, things to be excited about when we see uh, some of the results coming in. Um, but just one thing that, um, is kind of disappointing. I read something 
this morning that the voter turnout is expected to be, you know, little less than 30%. So obviously that's not a good thing. And so we need to try to do our uh, job to, to get people out to vote, friends, family, um, whatever we can, um, because 30%, that, that's a pretty, pretty sad number, I think. Yeah, certainly something to keep an eye on. Uh, and yet, I think as we were just talking about in the, in the break, Denver, that uh, that I think in general in California, at least we have choices between a Democrat and a Republican. Yeah. So at least uh, somewhat more conservative uh, choices. And I think it's important for us to try to get behind some of these campaigns and try to get people's names out there and and convince people that the, 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 the policies need to be changed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. Yeah. All right. Let's continue with our discussion about uh, guns and the Second Amendment and how do we respond uh, compassionately and yet uh, appropriately, thoughtfully uh, to to them and to try to have uh, have practical solutions that actually will do some good and not just make people feel good in the short term, but actually actually harm. So. Um, you're going to have to wait till the next segment for some recommendations, but, <laughs> yeah. and we do have a couple things that will concessions that we would sign off up on uh, sign off on. But first of all, just to a reminder, the foundation that the, the right to bear arms in the second amendment is found is grounded in, in a God given right to self-defense that the second amendment is a right and that we need to make sure that it remains uninfringed. And so that, that the, the, it's the people's right and the government is not to infringe it. And then that protecting our freedom is fundamental and it, that, that it's, it's more possible and more foundational to protect our freedom than it is to try to protect safety. So, uh, and I think that's another place where people can kind of get uh, fearful and to get emotional and it's good for us to remember that, uh, that stuff. Yeah, and I think the question is, how can we as citizens um, have our right to keep and bear arms upheld and not infringed, but also, you know, trying to uh, see what we can do and work where we can to prevent um, tragedies, not only mass shootings, but, you know, um, any type of uh, gun violence that, that is used um, uh, and try to use a, a thinking and, and not feeling approach. Um, so, yeah. All right. So as, as we get closer now to addressing some of the uh, the arguments that you're going to hear out there, the topics, uh, we want to give a few a few warnings to look out for. How do we think? Who should we listen to and who should we not? So first of all, those foundations we just talked about have got to remain and to be rock solid. Secondly, we've got to discern, try to discern the motives of those who are proposing solutions. And so there is an element out there that are, are really trying to think compassionately and somewhat reasonably. And I would put Joe Manchin in that. I mean, he's come out recently and and no matter how we may feel about these specific things and, and being open to age limit and maybe some kind of ban on on uh, on certain weapons. Uh, Matt McConaughey, uh, there'll be an article in the in the resources regarding uh, some of his uh, recommendations, which I thought made some sense to me. Uh, but uh, com- contrast that with uh, somebody like Beto O'Rourke, who is openly uh, to great applause from some audiences bragging about how he was going to go to people's homes and confiscate their 
confiscate weapons, uh, even from people who have them legally and are law-abiding citizens, that cannot be tolerated or negotiated with. That has got to be rejected and put down. And that's basically reflecting what like Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum is, is advocating for, too. Yeah, and I think we need to be careful of the term uh, common sense. Uh, you hear that in reference to common sense gun laws. And as Brian mentioned what Beter O'Rourke is and was proposing, he calls this, you know, confiscating AR-15s, he calls that common sense gun safety, gun laws, whatever. <laughs> I heard him say that today uh, on a video. So that is, um, yeah, that is just not right. Um and you hear this, that um, different politicians trying to limit or absolutely confiscate uh, people from, from having weapons when the vast majority of gun, gun owners are peaceable and law-abiding. Um, and, you know, people like Trudeau, Obama, you know, they, they don't necessarily apparently believe that uh, totally, I guess. Well, I think uh, I think they they have they're on record. I heard Trudeau admit that. Yes, we know what, when he's talking about how he's going to ban this these guns. Yes, we know that most people that have them are are law abiding citizens. But we're going to do this anyway. When when the the statistics on gun crime in Canada in the first place are very low. And so that betrays another, that, that betrays very uh, uh, nefarious motives underneath. And again, it can't be negotiated with, it's got to be rejected and, uh, and put aside. So uh, yeah, we just encourage you that to, to be careful not to unduly, to, to not just focus on the gun, focus on, on the people and the situations, that we can promote healthy homes and marriages, that we can put in some mental health red flag mechanisms too, um, that we can acknowledge the place of violent video games in this uh, even and, and why this has uh, uh, increased recently. Uh, yeah, and I think another one with the, with uh, schools at the for at the forefront is to secure the schools um, and think about different solutions inside uh, and outside the school, uh, you know, to, to protect our children. Um, and, you know, <laughs> more good guys with guns. No, um, you need to give me a trigger warning before you said yeah, that. You know what? Oh, well, um, no! I, <laughs> I was reading something and it's just so true. Um, I'll be brief with this, but, um, they, I was reading that, you know, a reason why, uh, different countries don't use their nuclear weapons is because other countries have nuclear weapons they would use on them. Um, so kind of the same concept goes towards if, um, the majority of people in a supermarket had guns, um, somebody wouldn't go in and shoot up the place because they wouldn't be successful and they'd be killed you know, probably on the spot. So, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they told you that a store in Utah, right? That, uh, Hey, guess what? If that happened, <laughs> an awful lot of these people would uh, be able to defend themselves yep. and you. So, yep. well, finally, th there are not going to be any perfect solutions. Okay. And so another thing we have to watch out for is this kind of utopian emotional, Oh, if we just dealt with all the guns, Oh, just imagine you know, don't get me going on that song, but just imagine what it would be like, how world peace would break out. That's just not the reality of our lives right now. And, and so uh, in, in segment three, we will talk about some of the, um, uh, some of the arguments that are brought up and uh, the, the ones that we 
don't think are going to do much do good and the ones that eh, it might be worth even even talking about. So back in just a second. Here we are. We're finally zeroing in on some some practical solutions. And I was thinking today, Denver. Um, by the way, I just got back from my safe space because you didn't give me a trigger warning last time. So welcome back, yeah, then. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, just thinking how uh, you know in in the New Testament, Paul's letters always talk begin with a a, a doctrinal section and then conclude with a practical section. And I think that really reflects even our, you know, the, the thinking or laying down the foundation uh, of how we're going to think and what should be our foundational principles and then apply those to practical situations. So we're, we're kind of getting, uh, getting there from there. So the first issue that we want to talk about is you'll hear an argument that says, oh, the Second Amendment only, uh, it, it talks about the militia. So that just, uh, just applies to the military, not individual citizens. Uh, and, and first of all, this has kind of been been debunked. And if you really look at the verbiage of the Second Amendment, which uh, admittedly can be a little confusing, uh, the, the the fact the necessity of citizens being armed and being able to uh, to to organize in some sense is what necessitates individual citizens being able to bear to to bear arms. So it talks about the 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 people. The right is the right of the people to to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. So uh, also the Heller decision in the Supreme Court, sadly, it was only five to four, but it also established that. And I think the Supreme Court's getting ready to rule again. Uh, and, and it looks pretty favorable uh, on some just terrible gun laws in, in New York and the, on the East Coast. So glad about that. Good point. Um, another one that you hear all the time and, and that, that I've thought about a lot, too, is people saying that this is just an American problem and it's the American gun culture. Um, and, you know, gun culture, that, that's true. We have a gun cu culture. But I think it's a good thing. Um, if you really think about it, um, it it's our way of uh, protecting against tyranny and guaranteeing our freedom. Um, and that is something that we are blessed with, should be happy with. And when somebody says oh, you know, talks about America's gun culture, you can say, yeah, you're right. And then give them the reasons why it's a good thing. Like I, you know, with the uh, protecting of tyranny, uh, self-defense, guaranteeing freedom, those are all good things um, that the second amend amendment allows us to do. Yeah. And, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be kooks at every side, every, everything, but to vilify law abiding gun owners, even the NRA, uh, the, 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 the NRA has a perspective. And so, uh, um, and so, but, to, but to, to completely vilify that and get down, down on that really sells that thing, sells it short. Uh, the next aspect uh, is the idea of red flag laws, which uh, if somebody is presenting uh, some some things that they're a danger to themselves or others, then uh, what mechanism might there be, be to make sure that they don't have access to arms? Now, th there is something to this as an argument. And, and I would say with the proper safeguards, uh, if somebody is mentally ill or, uh, or, or, or something, then... Um, then there could be that. 
But my issue with it is that you've got to trust the people that are in authority and the, the people who are uh, who are sending uh, the FBI to uh, to 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 track to call uh, parents speaking up at school board meetings, domestic terrorists. Uh, I don't trust to be able to be uh, to be branded that if I if I'm speaking my opinion about something passionately, uh, then uh, they, they and being able to be branded as a domestic terrorist and therefore having my firearms taken away, that's scary. And there's a lot of scary stuff going on when you look at the January 6th thing, uh, a lot of other stuff that it, it's hard to trust that. So there would have to be some 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 safeguards built in uh, to be able to uh, to have that even work. So so be careful of that. Yeah. Another thing that you hear um, is assault weapons and then weapons of war. That's used quite a bit. Um, but really, there's already common sense. There's that word, but still, it, it's true. Real common sense laws against, you know, different weapons, machine guns. You know, last time I checked, Brian couldn't go down to the store and, and buy a rocket launcher, which is, you know, might be a good thing. Um, <laughs> but, I sent away for a suitcase nuke. Yeah. So but, we'll see if anything yeah. comes back. But um, yeah, no, there's already laws protecting against that. And like I said, for good reason, um, there is probably no reason why the average citizen, you know, needs uh, a, a real weapon of war, like a nuclear bomb or an autom- even an automatic uh, weapon. Um, uh, for, for that reason. So, you know, the, that is already in place, I think. Yes. And the, the AR-15, which is so much uh, at, at the center of controversy, is not a weapon of war. No. Uh, you know, one of my issues with Matthew McConaughey's um, article is that he talks about AR-15 as an assault weapon. Now, I mean, that terminology, I'm not sure the official definitions um, but uh, so that that is a use is not a useful thing, and an AR-15 is is basically used like any other rifle, and so it just it looks different. And for people that are 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 not trained, it, it can be uh, you know maybe a little bit scary and intimidating, but it's no different than any other rifle. It's a tool uh, in the um, in in the hands of uh, of wherever it is. Yeah, and. An interesting statistic that you can uh, just chew on for yourself. Um, mass, mass shootings versus other crime. Uh, so as far as mass shootings, they account for 0.1% of firearm homicides. And that is not to, um, you know, make light of any of the mass shootings. All of them are tragedies. You know, none of them should be happening. But it's just something to, to think about when... Uh, these mass shootings are used and politicized to uh, further, you know, people's agenda on this topic. Yeah. And just just to make sure that we're looking at all the factors when those things happen and to, to try to prevent those. Nobody wants them to go on. And we certainly do not want to be uh, insensitive to, to the tragedy. And yet I, I, I find myself. Uh, you know, being angry and wanting to come up with real solutions to this and being angry at the, the people who are just seeking to use it for political purposes and not not things that are really going to do some good. Yeah. So the other thing, we are, well, another thing we already mentioned is that, that we got to do something, the, 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 the do something is most of the time uh, that's kind of knee jerk emotionalism. 
the the left's banging on the gun control drum, uh, you know, many times it, it just masks their their goals that are not really in the interest of the country or uh, most people. Yeah. Now we're getting into some things that maybe there's some room to to consider on. So the first one is going to be uh, the idea of background checks. Every gun I've ever bought, I've had to submit to a background check. And so I, I have no problem if that's run through a system uh, that to, to make sure it's me that's buying it and, and all that. And and uh, that's great. Now, there may be some exceptions to that and, you know, transfers among family members and that kind of stuff. Uh, but by and large, to go to a store and buy a gun uh, to get a background check, I it makes perfect sense. And uh, if, if there are, are, are loopholes that, that might be closed somehow, uh, again, without infringing uh, on these things, I, and I'm, I'm open to talk about it. Yeah. And the next one I'm still chewing on a little bit, um, but I would certainly bring it to the negotiating table and I want to do more thinking on it is age limits. And it's been talked about a lot to to raise the age to buy a gun from 18 to 21. Um, uh, and they cite, you know, just uh, maybe 18 is too young, uh, too immature uh, to, to have a weapon like that. And I can certainly see why that um, is uh, being talked about. Um, so, you know, it's something that I'm willing to consider. Yeah. And that's good. Uh, good to hear Denver. And that that's certainly been one of my concessions too. And that the, uh, that, you know, that, that the age to buy a, a any gun, I, I could possibly sign off on being 21. I like to also say I, I'd more readily sign off on it if the voting age was also raised to 21, yeah. because I think you can argue that the amount of damage that somebody can do with a vote uh, ultimately uh, might be a different kind of damage, but could also be damaging. Okay. You can I do a lot of damage with a typewriter too. <laughs> yeah. Baseball so, Yep. Yeah. So anyway, age limits. Yeah. And, and once again, that shooter in Texas, if he had, if he hadn't had an AR, he could have got, he could have bought it, used a handgun or he could have gotten in his car and probably taken out as many people uh, with the car as he did with the gun. So again, it's not just a gun problem. You got to look at the people. Yes. And I, I want to quickly mention that. Okay. Let's say that this has gone through and they ban AR 15s. It's the same type of mass shootings that people that they're calling these mass shootings. It's going to happen with handguns or other weapons. So it's not an AR-15 problem at all. Um, and, and that just kind of irritates me every time I hear that. But yeah. Yeah. And uh, the final one we got just is waiting periods. And that's uh, where Denver and I have, have had a couple differences. And for me, I guess, you know, I, I bought guns in California and, and had to wait. 10 days and it's, it's an inconvenience. Uh, and, you know, I think that came from, you know, maybe a couple of people in the past, uh, you know, being, being angry and going out and buying a gun and, and using it inappropriately, uh, whether that balances out, uh, the, you know, is an undue infringement, I think is worth, uh, some, some discussion about how much that's really a factor, how much difference that would make. Uh, fine. But that's, again, that's something I'd be willing to consider at the negotiating table. Yep. I totally agree. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to come back for our conclusion and then uh, some things we want you to take away and then we'll go on from there. 
and here we are to uh, wrap things up. Um, and just a couple of takeaways um, that we have a God-given right to self-defense. Um, and we can choose not to exercise it, but it still holds its importance. Um, our Second Amendment is a blessing and it's a fundamental, fundamental right that is given to us. Um, and the words not to be infringed are extremely important. Um, it is a, a great balance of power between the people and government. And uh, as much as critics would like to make us think so, gun violence is not an epidemic, as much as, like, like I said, that, that they would probably disagree with that. But yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And I think uh, that you could really argue that uh, the, the banning of, of higher capacity magazines and, and, and AR-15s uh, is an undue infringement. Um, so I think that would be a good thing to think about. Uh, I like what, the, what one article in our uh, resources say, and I really hope you'll take a look at that from both sides uh, of things. But it says it's not so much the what like the, the AR-15s or the higher capacity magazines, but focus on the who. Mm. And I'm not talking about the music group, for those of you that grew up in the 60s, but I'm talking yeah. about just in, in, in the, the few people uh, that maybe should not have access to these things. And it will be relatively few, not relatively many. Uh, uh, but uh, to, to try to think about that in terms of uh, how you... Uh, in, in your discussion and your thoughts about it. Yeah. And, and also to discern the motives of those who call for gun control. Um, you know, why are they doing it and what is their end goal in, in what they're trying to achieve? You know, why, you know, uh, are, are they trying to, to go through with these things? Yep. And Australia, Canada, New Ze Zealand, uh, and, 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 and other gun policies like they have is nothing good for us. And for, for so many different reasons. And so just reject, well, they're doing it. So why shouldn't we? Mm. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's a lot more, they should be advocating why they're doing that uh, and, and all. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and, and if, if, if you need to discuss some changes and think that they would truly do some good, then, you know, that whole business of uh, not, being able to buy a firearm to age 21. And it's not that they shouldn't be trained. I think parents should, should do a lot more of training and shooting with their, with their children and teaching them about these principles and teaching them not to be, to, to have an appropriate respect for firearms uh, and their, and their power and the responsibility of having them and using them, but not to have a fear or a misunderstanding of them. And then uh, if they're a, a minimum 10 day waiting period, you know, I, I, could be reasonable in, 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 in some situations. Yeah. And to acknowledge, uh, the great benefits of good guys with guns, as we talked about before, um, and expanding a little bit on Brian said about, you know, parents teaching and making aware, uh, of certain things with their children. You know, we can't always trust the government to, to, uh, to protect us and, and so on, it, we have to take some matters into our own hands. And that starts with teaching our kids and children and um, doing what we can uh, to educate others as well. Yeah. And in our, uh, our, our society that's so, uh, so loaded with disclaimers, uh, you know, when we say good guys, we're not just meaning men. We're using yeah. it in the generic sense, <laughs> but also, you know, Ann Coulter pointed out that, uh, you know, if, if, if she's not allowed to carry her gun, 
then there's a word for that, and she is prey. Uh, that she is a she's a victim, and that there's a great for for women especially uh, being able to be trained in self defense uh, and and have that as one of their options uh, is a is a very uh, good thing to help equalize that power differential between uh, a, a bad guy with evil intent uh, seeking to make a make prey of the woman. Yes, absolutely. we're going to conclude with our with our quote. Uh, there's kind of an irony that we'll point out in just a second, but uh, Alexander Hamilton very safely said uh, that the Constitution shall never be construed to prevent the people of the United States, the people of the United States, that is, who are peaceable citizens from keeping their own arms. Okay, once again, the Constitution shall never be construed to prevent the people of the United States, who are peaceable citizens, from keeping their own arms. Uh, it kind of makes us wonder if he would have considered Aaron Burr a piece of peaceable <laughs> citizen, given. <laughs> uh, but there's uh, there's kind of a, a principle uh, there to 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 be affirmed, and I think those are wise words. Well, uh, once again, not making uh, not making undue light of a uh, of, of a very serious topic, but for us as Americans, we've got to appreciate our freedoms, uh, listeners, and we just really beg of you to 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 interact with this and be able to speak authoritatively and responsibly, and not to give in of the of the to the emotion of the moment. And hopefully, this has been helpful to you. Yep, I totally agree. Take these uh, different ideas and, and chew on it yourself. Do. Do uh, research, um, talk about it with friends and family. Um, we, we need to start these types of conversations. They need to be, ha- uh, we need to have these conversations. So um, we just thank you for listening. Uh, like us on Facebook if you haven't. Um, uh, you can email us at goodfight71 at gmail.com. Uh, let us know if you'd like to uh, join the email list uh, that uh, we provide uh, with, with resources. If uh, Facebook doesn't work for you, Um, We just thank you for listening um, and just keep up the good fight. Yep. And uh, we just would remind you that the the relevance of the title of our podcast becomes more true every day, that uh, there there really is a war going on and uh, that we want to keep up the good fight. God is in control. We can't lose hope and that uh, the duty is ours and the results are his. So we love you. Thanks for listening. Take care.